thinking out loud. Thinking out loud. Thinking out loud. Thinking, thinking out loud. All right. Hey there. Um, this is a home edition of Thinking Out Loud. Uh, I'm here with Connor. You lot might have missed. Hi. Uh, <laughs> Good to be back. No. I mean, this show was never live, or this episode. It's a, you know, it's a reason why. I mean, it's no, it's no real secret. The whole point of the radio show was for me to eventually transition it to a podcast, anyway. But I just liked having the radio aspect because it kind of felt like having an essay due every week. Like if it was like Wednesday, I'd, I'd pop up like, oh, I need to find some topics. But um, you know, so we went went to the studio today. Uh, to grab the the key card first to get in. Turns out the the student the student offices were like all closed today, so uh, literally couldn't even get in. <laughs> so you know, but the content's got to live. Luckily, I mean the live show doesn't really matter that much. It's so, so long as I have something to put up on Monday. So we're recording it from home today. It's a home edition. So if you hear noise in the background, that's probably roommates. I'm gonna try and cut cut them out as much as I can. Can't stand them. Um, Wasn't really necessary. <laughs> but, you know, the good thing is that Connor can do it because he was working, so he wasn't able to show up live. But back home, he has no excuse to not be on the show. Yeah, man. It's like, even if I was tired on my deathbed, <laughs> would it really matter? You weren't as tired. I'm here. So, you know. But... Luckily, there's a lot to talk about. A lot of sociological stuff as well. I mean, you know, there's a lot of stuff about masculinity. I know that's what your dissertation's about. So, it is. a whole lot of talking. For that, obviously, it's going to be non-joking. But You're dropping the disser. Dropping a survey, actually. So a survey. We're going to get that out for, is it for men only. It's, not, it's just to find out about men masculinity. It's, it's about it's masculinity. 2018, Kada. That's true. <laughs> I should send it to women. Ask them how men not, not only women. You should send it to women who became men. You gotta include everyone now. Do you know any of those people? Actually, I do. Funny enough, Facebook. One, some, some. I heard about one today. Not one. I heard about a wow a male today who, at one point in his life, was a female. But that's neither here nor there. I'd honestly like to have a conversation and find out how that transition is. To be honest, I mean, interesting to me. They go to are you? So it could happen. Mm -hmm. Possibly. I don't know. Maybe. Um. But yeah, there's a lot to talk about. A lot's happened this week. I mean, I guess the kind of good thing about it, the show being late is that I literally found a story like on Twitter that's happening right now. Um, but we'll we'll start with the slide politics. You know, I mean, I keep saying it every week, even though I'm st I'm just trying to keep it alive myself. This is a politics show, guys. Uh, <laughs> so our one politics story of the week is <laughs> Trump. This guy is um, Trump is like future. He just keeps producing content. What's he said now? Well, here's the thing. I've figured out the problem with Trump. He needs a ghostwriter. He needs to hit up Quentin Miller so he can get mm. someone to write the bathroom. Because when he's, when he's doing the five fingers of death, he always ends up saying something ridiculous. So he was giving a speech the other day talking about his um, talks with the NRA about the school shooting. By the way, there's literally one that happened again like an hour ago again. in Florida. Yeah, and it was a black boy, so ah. he's clearly mentally ill. <laughs> now I'm joking. I'm, I'm I need to keep tabs on that story because I want to see 
They're either going to kill him or he's going to get messed up. And we'll see. But anyway, but he was talking about the last one and he was saying that if that was if he was there, he would have ran into the school whether he was armed or not to help. Okay. Uh, this is a man who dodged the army draft five times in his lifetime. So you're telling me him right now as the president yeah. would run into a school that's 70 being some... shot up at the moment. <laughs> I think he might be the old. I think he's the oldest. He's the oldest president ever. I don't know what he thought. I mean, but that's the thing that that's the kind of statement that off the top of your head kind of sounds like, yeah, let me say this in the middle of the speech. If you had a speechwriter, there's no way that's making the cut. That's silly. It's the like it's such it's a statement that's so easy to pick apart. There's no reason to say it. Uh, you know, so Trump I honestly feel like if Trump had a speech right, it would just be like a normal presidency and we wouldn't have because all the stories that are coming out every week is because of dumb things he's saying. Because he has nobody there to be like, uh, let's let's pause that. It's the fact that he runs his social media accounts as well. Exactly. It's like, no one's gonna feel what he's saying. Like if someone needs to actually Type his tweets for him and be like, I don't think it's a good idea to put out. He doesn't think. It's just weird to me. But the funny thing about it is, though, Trump is everything that people have been saying for years they want a politician to be. Um, Because any other politician, they say things that they want to do, but they veil it and they say it in such a way that the general public won't really even understand what they're saying. Trump's unfilled. He's he's unfilled. He just says what comes to his head. And people have been asking that... asking for that for a long time and they've got it um but yeah but trump get a ghostwriter hit up quentin miller you know talk to p diddy he's had ghostwriters his whole career find someone to write your speeches for you and i honestly think it will just become a normal presidency now so let's get right into this this most recent thing what i just saw on twitter um anthony joshua this this every every English girl's bay right now. I just saw um because at first I thought it was AJ Tracy because I just saw people saying like, AJ Tracy because I just I just saw people saying I can't believe AJ did that blah 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 like AJ's cancelled and I just now I didn't think it could be Anthony Joshua but I so I typed in AJ Tracy and I was like nothing's coming up mm. then I saw the name Anthony Joshua trending so I've got the quote here right in front of me. Um, he did an interview with GQ magazine. Uh, the question that was posed to him was, are you a strict dad? Because he's a father of a, a boy. He said, um, and I quote, I don't think I'm that strict with Joseph. I don't know why. But with my niece, I'm strict. I think it's because she is older, but also he's a boy. He's going to be a man's man. He'll want to spread his wings, be a Jack the Lad, build his character. Oh, God. But I'm sure there are things I'll be strict about. But with my niece, there's none of that Jack the Lad nonsense for her. <laughs> my view is you have to be a good woman, respectful. Oh, yeah. One day you will be someone's wife. Oh, no. You have to learn family morals, what it is to be a good woman. Oh, God. <laughs> where, do we, where do we start? There's so many things. Now, first this of all... PR team is <laughs> going to be going through hell at the moment. Who, who is running... The, and first of all, the question was, are you a strict dad? <laughs> It's he, like he could have just, said just yes, been like, "No, I'm not really a strict dad to my son." That's yeah, it. That, I'm not that strict the question to my son. There. He could have even said, "Oh, I'm a bit rough, my son. You know, I wanted to be spoy." But why did he even bring the niece into it? He really dug himself in a hole <laughs> right then. It's uh, but the funny thing is, I mean, where do I? First of all, I'm going to start where I stand on this. 
What he said, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Yes, there is. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Now, do I understand why people are going to be offended? Yes, especially in to, in now, you know, to this era. Uh, I don't know why he said it. I, I think it's dumb to say. But this is the type of thing where, you know, if you catch him one-on-one, you're just talking and he says that. that I don't know why he felt he had to put that in, in an interview when the question had nothing to do with it. But you think it's wrong, Connor? Why? Yeah. First of all, I just want to say, I think maybe he might have been misquoted a little bit. But it's like, that's just very dumb to say, in my opinion. Like, what was he saying? How? Well, you got to be a good woman, respectful. One day you will be someone's wife. Like, come on, man. Is it the <laughs> 1950s? Like, this is so dated, that whole mindset. Like... <laughs> She's got to be respectful. Like, who says she won't be respectful if she's not, like, raising a strict household? Like, come that's on. His, that's his view. Nah, man. It's just funny because that was actually his, I mean, well, his core fan base is obviously boxing fans. But on Twitter, his core fan base was his thirsty girls who are probably the exact opposite of what he's describing. But there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I don't know. The funny thing is, a lot of the people coming at him, their parents definitely have the same views. And they probably know people the same views. But in this Twitterscape where all it takes is a couple words for you to be done, this is a horrible thing to say because, as I said last week, people aren't forming their own opinions. They're just going to see a couple of tweets. They're going to be like, oh, AJ's off? And then that's it. Because I was, I mean, let me let me <laughs> read some of these uh, tweets. Some of them are funny. Someone said like that this is how people fail exams. If he just answered the question, he wouldn't have got himself into that mess. <laughs> I don't know how many essays I've had where they're like, you didn't answer the question. Um, let's see. I mean, to be fair, there's a couple of good points here. People are like, he's talking about his own family, how he wants to raise his family. You can't really judge. Yeah, it's like, I get it. It's, there. it's his own family. Like, you ain't got to live that lifestyle. It's not to do with you, but it's like it's a bit the thing is it, he shouldn't that's like it is his own family but you don't say that in public because once you put something out there in the public then you're going to be criticised for it by the public mm-hmm. if this was like someone recorded him talking just like to his wife or something then then that's a bit different that's well, a bit different interview. yeah it's an interview I don't f- yeah again, I don't disagree with him really if I had a daughter I would raise her as respectfully, I think most people would. If you asked them how you're going to raise your daughter, they would say I'd want her to be... How do you raise a daughter respectfully? You do your job as a father. And what I mean by that is let your wife handle it. Fair enough. It depends on who you marry as well. You know, people need to pay more attention to who they're marrying. Mm. Because, I mean, I've heard that old adage, you can turn a hoe into a housewife. Eh, she's not really a housewife, she's a whole wife, you know. And she's going to put those same values. <laughs> you loaded know. statements are fl- just flying around, you know. Hey, hey, we're going to, I mean, we're going to move on swiftly. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how he tries to clean this up. All you got to do is put a topless selfie and all these girls will be. He'll say, I apologize for anyone I offended. <laughs> I hope you know that um, after taking time to think about my comments, I realized why I went wrong, blah, blah, blah. You should, you should actually get a job in PR. That Honestly, sounded very yeah, official. I'm telling you. Hit me up, innit? I got that. <laughs> but speaking of offence, we'll move on to the next topic. I, I actually saw this because there's one, there's one near my house, but um, I thought it was a pretty good advert. They did make me stop and think. 
Uh, Cancer Research UK, everyone knows Cancer Research UK, the pink pins and whatnot. Um, they've, they've got this campaign going on right now. Uh, it's a posters, it's online, it's everywhere. A lot, it's, it's all over the place in London, so if you're from London, you've probably seen it. But it's literally just got, it's got the words obesity, it's got a couple letters blanked out, but you know it says obesity. And when you get closer to the advert, it says um, obesity is the second highest form, um, second highest risk to gaining cancer behind smoking. And that's pretty much what the, that's all the advert says. So obviously the message is lose weight and you've got a lesser chance of catching cancer. Mm-hmm. Now, in today's day and age, I don't know why I was surprised, but um, it happened. The the troops came. The troops came. I'm trying to find the tweet. Now this is this woman's called Sophie Hagen, professional fat person. I'm joking. I love fat people. I got fat friends. <laughs> but um, but she says, right? Is anyone currently working on getting this piece of crap Cancer Research UK advert removed from everywhere? Is there something I can sign? Um, and I'm gonna find the rest of her tweets, uh, because. You know, she's she's well against this. Um, and she was saying things like, you know, body mass index is uh, has nothing to do with, with like health and whatnot. And then other people are behind them saying, oh, good Lord, I shouldn't have searched it. Um, but <laughs> other people are saying like, there were some fat people in, in the mention saying like, oh, imagine how I feel walking to work and seeing this. And it was funny because there was a reply right under that. That said, imagine how I feel having cancer. So it's, it's kind of like, <laughs> you can't win. You can't win. I, now, I don't see anything wrong with it. I see nothing wrong with it. But she said it's fat shaming. That, that's the thing that's going around. It's fat shaming. It's fat not. Shaming. I'm going to get to my hot take of the week later. But it has a lot to do with fat shaming. But there's a difference between being shamed and trying to save lives. This is Cancer Research UK talking. This isn't just a random Twitter account, you know, with an egg avatar saying that fat people are going to die. These people know what they're talking about. And, you know, being fat is unhealthy. You all know that. But cancer's not a joke either. And if you're obese and losing weight can lower the risk of you catching cancer, why on earth would you not want to get on board with that? Now, do I see how people can be offended? Of course, you know, because if I was obese and I'm walking down the road seeing a sign saying obesity everywhere, I might feel a way. But personally, I'd take that more as just a prompt to, to try and lose weight. Um, I think it's a good advert, to be honest. Yeah. Because a lot of people, myself included, I'd, I wouldn't think that obesity was the second cause of cancer. Mm, so I didn't like, know either. It's good to let you know. It's good to put it out there because some people might not know that. And it's like, if you're getting told that obesity might lead to cancer and you feel like you might be getting on that way, maybe it will help. It might prompt you to make some changes like it's not a negative advert in my opinion yeah i mean it's it's the same as everything it's like it's like it's like people who smoke cigarettes complaining that they have those pictures of throat cancer on the packets it's to let you know it's to let it's to let you know they're not saying don't eat they're just saying obesity can cause the cancer um i don't really think that's shaming because when i think of shaming i think more bullying but Telling someone that they could die if they don't change their lifestyle, I think that's slightly different. Now, the reasons behind obesity, there there are many valid ones, you know, because depression is a big thing. Some people eat 
you know, to comfort themselves. Um, and if you're using it as a vehicle to, to, to stop depression and then you see it causes cancer, you might you might feel a way about that because the thing that you take solace in is killing you. So, you know, and I'd rather people eat than, like, harm themselves or something if they're depressed. So it's a bit touch and go. But ultimately, I don't think cancer... I mean, cancer research, they, they obviously didn't have no um, malicious intent behind the adverts. I don't think they did anything wrong. But I can see how people are offended. We should... I, I really want to find the... Um, like... Because the criticism, well, not criticism, but feedback I've got is people saying that the show is slightly one-sided. Mm. But people got to understand, uh, you know, where we come from and, like, the people I follow on Twitter or the people that I know, it's obvious that they're going to be more similarly minded to me. True. Yeah, so, I mean, if anyone, if any of you hear something in the show and you're like, you've got a complete counter-argument, hit me up and I'm more than happy to have a discussion about it. But... At the moment, all you're going to get is my views on these things. But moving on from the whole obesity thing, I mean, yeah, as I said, just to wrap it up, I'm all for you people being proud of who you are, but just be aware that the lifestyle you're living is unhealthy, you know, and it can it can kill you. Uh, <laughs> but moving That's on. <laughs> I saw an article the other day that was actually, it was quite eye-opening, um... And I feel like it's something that a lot of people our age have gone through, but it's not really spoken about that much. Uh, but more than a third of teenagers and young adults, so the age of 16 to 25, it was 36% in the UK have said that they have self-harmed themselves at some point. So they, you know, they took a bunch of information from like parents calling and they did polls and they come up with this figure. That's a lot of people. And I feel like depression is a big thing for our generation, but I I just I wasn't aware that it was to the extent of like self harm. I've never self harmed myself. I'm I'm too I'm too shook. Like, have you ever thought like gonna like oh oh man maybe I just want to release, but then you're like actually no that's gonna hurt. I feel like everyone has. Mm, I don't think so. Really, never been that depressed. This guy middle well, class life over here. Nah, I've been, I've been cool, to be honest. When Arsenal leaves, sometimes... <laughs> That's not real depression, though. It, try to tell that to me. <laughs> but never mind, but... Nah, me personally, I haven't, no. So, well, you know, I haven't self-harmed. I mean, the people who I was going to bring on the show, they said that they knew people who had, but I don't think I know. Do you know anyone who's ever done that? We all know people who have, yeah. God, I really don't. Maybe I do, I just haven't, like, spoken to them about it. But... It's a shocking thing, and I, I, th- th- this article doesn't really talk about why. It talks, it gives some guidelines for parents to like to try and help, which I think are kind of weird. Um, one of the one of the processes that they say that parents should do is to like don't tell your kids to stop. Mm. Like, try and give them the time to wean off. And I don't. Uh, I don't know bit. I don't know how I feel about that if I was a parent like if you were a parent Connie, you found out your kid was self-harming what what would you what would be your first reaction I would talk to them try and find out like what's going on like why do you feel you need to do this yeah and I wouldn't be like be it wouldn't be like a telling off I'd just be trying to talk to them as like, like a friend like trying to understand yeah, I don't their mindset 
Because I don't think shouting at a kid or being like, why are you doing this? What's wrong with you? is positive in any way. It's just going to make people feel worse. It's like, you're not really going to understand. They're not going to want to open up to you. Yeah. But let's say you talk to them and then um, they're like, oh, thanks, dad. Just give me a couple more months and uh, I'll stop. Mm. Like, that's that's a hard pill to swallow. I mean, I, it's, it's, it's a toughie. But the, the thing I don't like about these articles is that a lot of them, they're written by like, you know, 23-year-old people who ha- don't have a kid and they're telling parents how to how to react to something with... Because if you just think about it, the top of your head, if you walked in the room and your kid was there with a knife, you're going to react viscerally. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to be like, okay, I'm not going to judge you. Let's talk about this. I would bug out. Yeah, but I... I think I would have instant reaction and then after that I'd be like, you know what? Let me try and understand, and I'll talk to them on a more relaxed manner. Yeah. At first, it would come as a surprise, but it's a common thing for people our age. It's like I had no idea. Yeah, I, I thought depression was because I, I, I feel like as a student as well, and our age, and I feel like um, masculinity, which we'll talk about in a second, plays a big role in that. But, yeah, because me and you have spoken recently about. I feel like this generation of men, we don't really have an identity. And I could see how that could quickly lead to depression, mm-hmm. but but self harm that's that's crazy. What do what do people get out of it? Um, a sense of release. It's like take a shot. Yeah, but it's like I think the pain. I don't know. It's just a sense of release. Like it just helps. It eases stuff. I assume. Boy. I mean, I'd rather. I mean, see that. See that goes back to the obesity thing. I'd, I'd rather you pick up a chocolate bar and harm yourself. Personally, both both give out things, but yeah. But I feel like, um, you know, masculinity is a big part of it nowadays. Because mm-hmm. if you if you really think about it, you cannot pin down what a man is supposed to be in two thousand eighteen. No, we there's no. And the thing is, it's a, it's a brand new idea because even the generation before us, there was a very clear path. You either went to school and became an academic or you went through a manual manual labour route. Nowadays, manual labour jobs are pretty much null and void. Um, and the marketplace is full up of these, really, if you think about it, made-up jobs, like bloggers or, you know, podcasters. Mm-hmm. Or stuff, stuff where there's real no real skill attached, and um, a lot of jobs that used to be male only or male dominated are uh, mixed now. So if you're growing up, and especially around that age, sixteen to twenty five, that's when you need to be making some serious decisions about your life. And you're a man. I can see how you could very easily be lost in. I don't know where to turn. I don't know what to do. Because if you ask your dad, he'll explain what he went through. The process is completely different now. A lot of those things just don't exist. But I know your dissertation is on masculinity, so I figured mm-hmm. you'd have a good insight. Yeah, so like you were saying with uh, manual labour jobs and stuff like that, that's all to do with traditional masculinity. So it's like a lot of those men would just go into that form of work. So it's like it would be like in a father's business or you'll be in mining, something like that. So it's like... That's completely changed for yeah. our generation, which I think is a good and bad thing at the same time. Okay. I think it's a good thing because 
men aren't as forced to live up to this um, idea of what a man is supposed to be right. now. Like, there's a lot more room to be an individual, I'll say. It's like, when you think of the different people you know, like different men, are any of them really traditional man, manly men? No. Like, go to the pub all the time, um, work out. Well, not even, not even working out. Like, that whole metrosexual thing is more of a thing as well. Like Metro to new hetero. Yeah, everything's different. It's like, but for, I would say that's why a lot, like you said before, a lot of men, young men, young adults are more depressed than ever before because in a way they're lost. Like they don't really know how to fit in basically because there's so many different types of masculinities out there. It's like you don't know which actual one to fit into. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, like you were saying about jobs and working now, um, most of the jobs that are in, like, say, England or Western society is normally service sector work and that sort of type of field of work. And yeah. it's more suited to women, apparently. Like, a lot, I don't know, I don't understand how, but apparently women have better skills for that sort of thing, like organization, organization, um, yeah, well, girls are smart stuff. Yeah, well, but yeah, it's actually proven that girls do a lot better in education. Yeah. And I was thinking that because of men not knowing where exactly they fit in, mm-hmm. they turn to other um, other sectors to try and define their identity. For example, drinking, substance abuse, even like, did you know that um, the group more affected by suicides is young young adult men as well? No, but it makes sense. It's like the whole idea of that a man's got to be strong or tough and they can't really discuss their issues, so they boil it up Yeah. to the point where they might feel they need to kill themselves because they have, they don't, they're not taught to release their emotions. Like, yeah, well, clearly, I mean, that, that explains, you know, why this self-harm statistic is so high as well. 100%. And that, that's why I kind of disagreed when they said, um, you know, like try and wean the children off it, don't, don't try and stop them because if you just leave them to their own devices that self-harm might lead to something else which is way more drastic and permanent um I think the best solution is just to talk yeah talk talking solves everything that. it doesn't it might not help straight away but knowing that someone has someone to, someone to talk to mm. helps a lot especially for young men who feel like they have to bottle it up to try and keep up this front of what a man should be like. Yeah. It's like, if they don't have anyone to talk to, it's just going to drive them crazy eventually. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, yeah, China, China's not here with us. She had a train to catch because I would I, I would have liked to talk to her about the female aspect of this, um, this self-harm. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know why girls are depressed. Do you have any... No, it's girls are depressed as well because we all have to deal with the same issues. Yeah, like the student life stuff. But I mean, like, on, I mean, obviously, femininity. I don't know. You know, I feel like it, it's more advantage. It's more advantageous to be a girl right now. Mm. I think so. The whole there's also a thing we haven't talked about, which is like body bodies and images. Bodies. Oh example, yeah, that's that's a big the one whole for girls. Example for like say Instagram. Yeah, and stuff like that. You're surrounded that's by a good point. these females, like you're these perfect. Exactly. If you're a young girl and you're thinking, 
oh, that's what every guy's attracted to. That's what's and always popular. Yeah. Why do I not look? Why do um, I not look like that? 100% that would drive you crazy. You know, I hate, I really hate that as well because not only like not only these Instagram girls about girls know they're good looking now, which is it just makes everything a lot harder for for men. You can't chat to a girl. <laughs> no, let me let me let me say, you can't talk. Uh, every single girl, regardless of how they look, has at least. 10 guys trying to get at her solely because of the internet. And this makes the game so much harder now because these girls, they know their worth. That's good. Boy. 100% that's good. <laughs> Why but, would you not want people to know their worth? Because <laughs> it makes it easier. You used to be able to... It's not about being Back in easy, the day, man. you used to be able to go up to a hot girl and she ain't never been moved to before. But now, all she has to do is put one picture up and Everyone, everyone likes her. But, um, yeah, but the thing you said about body shaming is, is true. I mean, girls go through issues that I literally didn't even know existed. When um, I was sitting in on, on, on a BBC radio show the other day, I was fortunate enough, and they had a guest on, uh, I can't remember her name, but she's she started off this movement called um, Saggy Boobs Matter. Mm-hmm. And she was basically saying a lot of young, because in my head, I just assumed saggy boobs, it just happened as you got older, like your boobs drop. But she said that a lot of girls are, because she was my age, she said a lot of girls our age have saggy boobs. But because of like Instagram and TV and whatnot, it like, you never see that. So it makes a lot of girls feel insecure and about hiding like the fact they have saggy boobs. And when I was listening to it, I was like, I really never knew this was a thing. You don't know, that's it. We're not girls, so we don't understand. That's crazy. I'm just going to start asking every girl now if they've got saggy boobs. We can talk about so it. So you want to end up in jail? <laughs> <laughs> that is another... Well, that's another thing I want to talk about. While I'm on the subject of girls, there's this debate that's been going around on Twitter. Um, girls saying that how, like, you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't have to ask to kiss a girl. And people are like, ah, oh, that's moist if you have to ask and whatnot. It's not moist. Into in in this day and age, you better believe I'm asking. I'm asking to hold a hand. <laughs> you can't. You, I'm not. I'm not taking that risk. That's the quickest way to a charge. Not asking to be. I mean, who cares about romance and what what? No, your career's on the line. <laughs> but um, yeah. I just want to touch on that. I think I think that's silly. Do you ask girls for kisses, Connor, or do you just go in? Um put me on the spot here uh, <laughs> well I was in a relationship it got natural I yeah know, I mean I obviously that's this but I've never had that altercation with a random girl like that random girl <laughs> so, so I, I don't know come back to me in a bit I'll find okay, out right, I'll let you know I'll let you know after I end up going to jail yeah. for <laughs> tune in for the, for the next couple of weeks <laughs> we'll give you an update on how God has done kissing random girls um, yeah that should be fun <laughs> This is another story that I wanted China here for. Uh, we'll talk about sugar daddies. All right, so let me put on my <laughs> my cap. I'll, I'll I'll try and put on put on your wig, Connor. Okay. Be, so uh, right now I'm here with um Colleen. Kaniqua. Kaniqua. I guess it. Dude, let's cut that. <laughs> well, sugar daddies. I mean, I are they good or bad? It's a hard one. On the surface, it's like it's win win. People are getting money for for spending time. It's prostitution, though. Let's be real. 
is hundred percent prostitution. Mm. How you don't think it is? Khalid? I mean it is. Chill out. <laughs> I mean it is. How? It's just it's just not got the label prostitute, does it? Every if you think about every single sugar daddy um relationship or sugar mum relationship even, if you remove the financial aspect, would that would those two people be talking? There's no, nothing to think about. But that's like saying, say a famous celebrity has a very attractive wife, but because he's famous and rich, yes, that's not prostitution. It is. Though. It is. You're, so everything is prostitution. Everything if your relationship money is a prostitution. If your relationship is solely, if your relationship is solely founded on a financial basis, then yes, it's prostitution. Now, do I believe that that celebrity who's with the the buff woman over time, she can learn to to love him. Yeah, Maybe that can happen. Him, At the start, though, it was prostitution. Nah. Is it? Well, how is it not? Explain this to it's me. It's not prostitution. Cause how? Technically, prostitution is paying for sex, basically. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not as cut and dry as that. It's a, it's a financial transaction Okay. For, so for bodily services. Would you say having an escort, someone... Yes, an escort is it's under the umbrella of prostitution. But... So you're not sleeping with them. No, it's nothing sexual involved. It's just that you like but, but having that person with you. At remove the money. Would we remove the money? Would would those two people be together? No. Then it's but that's not. Pro- you just said prostitution involves like sex and stuff. No, like that. I said, I said prostitution is a financial transaction in return for some like bodily thing. So that that can be company. Nah. Yes, it can. Right, so if I'm you paying you for any bodily thing, so if I'm paying for a massage, is that not the same difference? It's under the umbrella. No, it's that's it absolutely. Is. It's under the umbrella. So I go to a massage and place also, just for a normal massage, nothing else. How many? Do you know how many massage places have happy endings and whatnot? That's a, that's a big. Do you reason know how why many don't? That's not the thing. a. But um, it's an option. Say if I don't go for a happy ending, I just want go, to be touched. When you go to. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> Um, when yeah, it should have been a bit long, different. A bit of a dry <laughs> going on. Right. When you go, when you go to a massage parlor, though, it's a bit different because you're not you're not chatting to the person. It's not prostitution. I I think it is. I mean, the thing is, I also read a story on BBC the other day about these women who were um they were upset because they had living arrangements in London. And it was like, it was often like thirty year old men or something like that, and they would say you don't have to pay, but I want like head once a week or something like that. Now, here's the funny thing about this story: mm. every single one of these interactions happened after the events, so it's like it's like the girls obviously gave their consent. But then afterwards, they're like, you know, I wasn't really on that. And then they changed their mind. And all of a sudden, these people are villains. Because every single one of these landlords, they they didn't force them. Like, it wasn't like the rent is late. Or like, okay, give me a head. It was when, it would be when the, the woman inquired about the apartment, they'd be like, I don't want money. However, I expect this in return. And then these girls would accept that. But now this story's coming out like months after the fact. And all of a sudden, these landlords are being villainized. Personally, I don't think I mean, they. It's morally wrong, but it's like they're not. There's nothing. Well, there is something wrong with it. I personally think, but I feel like 
they shouldn't be looked at as, as villains. They made it clear that that's yeah. the arrangement. If the girls agreed to it, or the guys, say if it was vice versa, the guys, girls agreed to it, then it is what it is. Do you think arrangements like that should be illegal? Because that's what they're talking about. Um, no. No? Mm-mm. Why not? Because... I personally think if both people agree to it, I don't see a problem with it. I don't think it should be illegal. It's like, sure, I might not agree with it, but it doesn't mean it should be illegal. See, but the, the aspect that um people are coming from as to why it should be made illegal is that the people who are being exploited, they're, they're often in a desperate state, as in they, they can't afford anywhere to live. So, okay, so in a way... A, let me put, ask a question. So, say it is illegal and yeah. they can't afford to pay for anything. Is it better that they can't afford to pay and they're homeless? <laughs> or is it better that they can they offer have... these sexual favours in a way for a place to live? I don't think it's See, right, but I think that's, they should yeah, have the option. That's that's a moral that's a moral dilemma there because that, that's the type of question that the answer will vary with each and every person. Yeah. Some people be like, um, yeah, of course. I mean, hey, I've I've always said if I was a girl I'd be disrespecting my my body every week, and I'm not paying for a damn thing. Fair enough. <laughs> I was never. Oh man! But it's like stripping as well. It's like I was reading online, and someone said like stripping. I was doing research on strippers, were you? No, it was literally about my what's it called? Um, my post that I made last year about pornography. Oh yeah, like, relate, it was related. Was I'm a, not a pervert. It's was, just the was module was called of, sex, sexuality, power, and oppression. Was it, was it an optional module? Huh? No, it wasn't. I had to do it. Okay. There was a time period last year where every time I would see Connor, he would have some porn tabs open. No, it's whatnot. called research. <laughs> research. I was researching pornography for my assignment. Can we not? Okay. But must become an expert. Shut up. <laughs> but yes, I think um, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's like you might not agree with it, then it's not for you. You ain't gotta do it. It's like if people feel comfortable doing that potentially, and that's the way they're going to get forward in life, like, you can't knock the hustle. It is what it is. <laughs> the game's the game, as they say. So what if, so what if you're a parent now, mm. your daughter's over at uni, mm. you're, you're not poor, but you're not rich enough to, like, support her like that. Yeah. And she comes on hard times, and, um, you just find out, somehow, like, her laptop's left open, you see that she's got one of these sugar daddy accounts. Mm. She, she's linked with, like, an older guy. Clearly paying the, paying the bills, giving her that comfortable life. Yeah. Except you know she's popping it out for this Look, old geezer. As long as it's got nothing you to do with my liar. chick. You <laughs> liar. <laughs> I'm guessing. Um, um, it's different, isn't it? It's How's like, it different now? Because it's directly related to me. So, I'm quite, so <laughs> I can't think of it objectively. Before I was thinking, if people want to do that, then they can do what they got to do. However, when it's your own family... I, it's kind of hard, <laughs> you know. It's kind of hard. So you're, you're moving like Anthony Joshua. You gave the politically no, correct answer, but all of a sudden, when it's your daughter, that's not true. <laughs> you know the funny thing is, I don't put no blame at all on these sugar daddies or these landlords. They're just throwing the bait out there. If I go fishing, is it my fault if if a fish bites the hook? Yes, because you let out the hook. That's Damn, it. The hook's just there. I'm not forcing nobody. I mean, these sugar daddies, they're just, uh, they're on the website. The girls come to them a lot of the time, messaging them. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I don't I don't see anything wrong 
with it from the sugar daddy perspective. But I don't see anything wrong with it from the girl's perspective as well. It's like, I mean, it it's a hustle. Sorry, it's like it's just the way to go. Like, if that's what you got to do to survive, then you got to do it. I guess it's just. I mean, but from the sugar daddy perspective, I do think it's um exploitative because you're taking advantage of uh, of people at very hard times. Technically, she could be taking advantage of him <laughs> by making him these lot can. Stuff. Um, these lot can afford it, but I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a it's a weird one. Um, it's gonna move on to a f- the ultimate first world issue I had the other day. Mm. Before we'll just get to wrapping up the stories and then we'll close it out. Uh, so the other day, I called. I had a train to catch at four fifty-five. So I called up. You know, I was hungry. Called up the chip shop at like four twenty or whatever. Went to collect it. Mm. And as I'm walking to a chip shop to collect it, I was genuinely depressed because I was like, I've only got two bottles of water at home and I'm not going to have time to go shop and buy a bottle of Coke to have with this food. And then I stopped and I was like, oh, look at this from the outside. There are people who literally don't even have bottles of water. And I was upset because all I had was water Mm -hmm. (laughs) to have with my meal that was being cooked for me that I was just going to go collect. It really put stuff into perspective for me. I mean, I mean, people are dying. I was supposed to have stories of people from third world countries to go along with this. But there are so many ways life could be worse. In fact, I do have a story that I heard of. Um, I actually ain't got the article in front of me. I think it was in China. They, they're forcing people to have like abortions. Because, you know, in China, they have the, the child limit. You're mm-hmm. only allowed to have one. Yeah. And they're literally, a lot of parents out there, if they have a daughter, they abort it straight away because they want, they want sons to, to work. Mm-hmm. Or if the government find out that you're having another child, they will abort it for you. That's crazy, man. That is the maddest thing. I mean, things are, things are you know, politically not great over here, not the best in America. But something like that is, that would not happen at all. Man. I can you I can't I can't even imagine what, what that must be like for them and the thing these are all broke the one thing is though if you're I think it's if you're a girl yeah Chinese women are like bosses because they're very high in demand yeah if you're a Chinese woman in, in China you just have so much choice so I guess I mean there's a silver silver line in every cloud well, I don't know I was supposed to have a story for that but I messed up now, let me get to these crazy stories. Here's one I was supposed to talk about last week, which absolutely blew my mind. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even... I don't know if it's real. If it, was, it seems like a film. There needs to be a film made about this. So, this woman, Pauline Darkin. She's Canadian. Mm. And she had a bit of a weird childhood, full of secrets, disruption, and unpleasant surprises. I got this on BBC, by the way. Mm-hmm. So... When she was a child, um, you know, her mom married another man, a stepfather, and um, she wasn't allowed to talk about her family life with anyone. Anyone. She was just told, you're not allowed to talk to your family life. Mm-hmm. Now, she was always, she was constantly moving around, you know, at the drop of the hat, one day her family would be like, we're moving, and they'd be gone. Yeah. Um, you know, she has stories, uh, let me read it, one time she came home 
from school and you know the stepdad was like we need to throw out every every piece of food they threw out every piece of food in the house um she's had times where she came home and uh she had to they had to put like their shoes in plastic bags and they're walking around with just plastic bags on their feet and she never knew why until she was 23 years old and um she she spoke to her mother, finally got her mother to come clean, and the mum was like, okay, come and meet me at this motel. Gave her a note. Arrived at the motel, um, and it was her mother and her stepdad was there. And stepdad told her that basically he was, he had a mafia hit on his head. Oh. Because he used to be involved with them, and then he tried to get out. And, uh, you know, it, it pretty much sounds like he snitched, and he had a mafia hit. And he said for the whole life there were people following them because they were in witness protection. Yeah. So, you know, the FBI would call in tips to say things, you know, like we've seen people on your street and they'd have to move or the FBI had got a tip that um, the food was poisoned. That was the time they had to throw everything out. And, um, you know, that explained why they were constantly on edge all the time. And she was, uh, she was like, obviously she was taken aback. You know, she said for the next couple of years she was very uh, looking over her shoulders you know yeah and um but then a couple years later you know she got she got a little bit a little bit suspicious you know because her parents had tried to uh tell her to come with her to like move away so that they could they called it going inside as in going into uh, a witness protection like village yeah and um she was considering it but she was a, a little bit suspicious so um one day she just called up her her stepdad and said to him uh I've seen people I've seen people outside the house you know I'm not sure what they are and he was like don't worry I'm going to deal with it hung up the phone she waited a couple of minutes later he called back and said let me let me get the exact message do, 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 do you? He said, yes, the FBI did see two people down the street from her house earlier that day and that they had photographs of her and they'd, be, they'd been following her. The thing is, though, there was nobody outside the house. He just said that. Okay. So, it was all a hoax. And... When when they went, you know, she went to a psychologist to talk, uh, talk about it. She went to see a psychiatrist, mm-hmm. and um, you know, they said he's not, he's clearly not schizophrenic because he was just a normal man. He was well respected in the neighborhood, professional. Um, he wasn't psychotic. So what they called it is what what they said it is. It's called folie à deux. So Sounds like a football player from like, <laughs> Ivory Coast, right? <laughs> So it's a it's a um symptom, mm-hmm. it's a disease. I mean, where a person is completely rational except for one delusional belief. So it's kind of like very low level schizophrenia. Yeah, like a split personality disorder. So the truth is, this guy never had a mafia hit on him. He had never had no connections with any mob. He was doing all these things himself. Like, throwing the food out. He really came 
this whole family's life. That's crazy, man. And this is like, but the and the mum believed it until the the mum died, and you know, the daughter was like, I can't hate her for it because obviously she loves she, this guy. Yeah. And like she but just the mum didn't know, did she? The daughter told the mum, okay. and the mum didn't believe the daughter. But it's it's just um you know because the, the daughter she contacted you know police and whatnot and nobody was nobody and it was clearly all lies mm-hmm. all of it was lies. And I was just like, this is a crazy story. When I got to the end of this article, I had to check to see if it was real, and it's a real story. That's crazy because like imagine growing up thinking what is going on like all the time all like, these weird things. behavior. Then finding out that there's a reason behind it, allegedly, and then finding out that reason is a lie. <laughs> that's, that's crazy, man. But tell me that wouldn't make a great film. That's a twist. True. If yeah. they did that correctly, you wouldn't see it coming. Uh, throw not M. Night Shyamalan. And honestly, like, that's, 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 that's a type of film, you know. That's a great... But, you know, the bad... I mean, this guy... I mean, because she said, I feel like... I feel sad for myself and for my brother. Two little kids whose lives were hijacked. Is that the type... Now, do you think that's the type of thing that someone should be punished for? Because um, he has technically ruined three people's lives. Yeah, but it's like... It's more of an illness, though, it seems. But the thing is, you can have the illness, but he's putting it on other people. Well, technically, nothing he done was illegal. It was just... <laughs> behavior out of the norm like nothing he done was what just them moving house and throwing out food yeah that's true is, is it illegal to, to it's not illegal it's nothing nothing of the sort it's just morally wrong when you realize that nothing was wrong with them but it's not there's no crime i guess that's insane though man that's the craziest story i've read that like two times moving on next one this isn't so much of a crazy story i mean it's it's kind of a dark story Mm. But you know Rotherham? Yeah. The uh, Since 2014, there have been 1,510 cases of sexual abuse in children. What the hell? And the thing is, the, the amount of suspects they have was 110 people. So that's about 15 kids a person. I that's crazy it's insane now the thing what, what I wanted to mention is that 80% of the suspects are of Pakistani heritage 80% 80% is that I, I never heard of that stereotype before mm. I mean is that racist to say no well <laughs> it's, if that's what they're saying that's the man it is but I've never known of they like, must be. It must be connected. If it's the same area, yeah, it's in the same area. Like, I assume that the Pakistani people might be the ethnic minority in that area as well. If like Possibly. it's the same group of people. Well, it says that some of the girl, you know, some of them were dealt with in Rotherham. Others were shipped out to other towns, and some were even sent back to Pakistan. So it's an organization. It's a sex, yeah. basically. That's what it is. It's not. It's not like a stereotype. It's just. In this case, they're just connected. It seems like it's an industry for them. You know, people people talk about paedophilia, whether it should be classed as a mental illness. 
I think it should be. Because Same. there's no logical reason. You know, there, there's crimes of passion, there's crimes of necessity. There is no logical reason, there's no acceptable case for paedophilia. So, there's, I think you clearly have to have something wrong in your head. But then that begs the question, do they deserve jail time? Yes. If they act on it. Because, say I, say I just said that, I think it might be an illness. Right. It's still harmful to the victims. So that's why it's still a crime to me. But it's if like, they're not, but if they're not in the right mind, like if a crazy person does something to someone, they don't go to jail; they go to an asylum. So because because the argument would be that they're not in the right mind when they behave. Then I assume, I I think that paedophiles should go to asylum as well. Then because I personally don't, it's a I view it as a crime, but it's like going to jail isn't going to treat. It's not going to treat them, is it? It's not going to help. How do you them. treat I, that? I don't bro. know. It's like. I remember reading an article and people were saying how it shouldn't be viewed as a crime because people are attracted to what they're attracted to. You know, you know that's what I was going to say? I honestly think in our society, we're a couple... We're like a decade away from paedophilia being accepted. Now, I saw, I saw something a few months ago where it was an article um, suggesting... Uh, it was an article suggesting, you know the, how these sex dolls are thing. Yeah. It was suggesting child sex dolls be put in production. Hell no. To be prescribed to paedophiles. I mean, what? I get it, it, but boy, nah. That is that's insane. It raises the question though. It's mad, but it's infinitely better than the alternative. It is. But it's just like, as a society, how accepting do we have to be? Mm. Can't some people just be crazy and put them in the corner? It's... Can you imagine that? How can a doctor... Child sex or... Yo. How do people sell that stuff? (laughs) How are you going to... How can you live... You can't have it in the stores and stuff. It's like... Yeah. I don't know. They can have it at pharmacies. People walking in with their prescriptions. Nah, man, that's instead <laughs> all that. I'm sorry, <laughs> I can't. I'm trying to be as accepting as possible now. Nope. I don't think no. everything needs to be. I don't think everything needs to be accepted. Nah, not not that. Um, yeah. So, so what? So, what do you suppose? Just put them on an island and burn the islands? No. <laughs> just. What do you think about the death penalty? Actually, hmm? what do you think about the I'm death penalty? I'm all for it. Really? Yep. That's shocking. I don't. I didn't think you had. I didn't think you had it in you. Nah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm accepting of most things. Like, I try and be as understanding as possible. Mm. However, I feel like sometimes people have to die for their crimes. <laughs> and it is what it is. So what, what crimes would be punishable by death? Um, that's the thing. Because sometimes I want to say murder right. in certain situations. But that's... Murder can that, be acceptable. That blurs the, the lines. Because I'm thinking sometimes murder might be seen as acceptable. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's just not. And also, it's like, how can I be the one to judge what is and what isn't? Yeah. Also, justice is far from blind. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I mean, discrimination is everywhere. So if something that serious, you, you really want to make sure that the right verdict is being given out. 100%. But even with, like, the death penalty, it's like, say they're incorrectly arrested. It's like, 
you've taken their life. Yeah. It, these things happen, so it's like... Would pedophilia... Do you think that's, that would be punishable by death? Mm. It's a tough one, isn't it? I don't think so. Oh, you heard it here, folks. Connor is for pedophilia. I'm not, <laughs> but I feel like it should be treated as a disorder. I hear that. I mean, can't you can treat a disorder by death, can't you? No. That's the ultimate it's, treatment. I don't know, man. It's, you, it's, it'll never happen again. I don't know. Don't put me on, I don't know. It's <laughs> difficult. Fair enough. Okay, hot take of the week. So, I had two this week. One was a little bit, uh, you know, more kind, but I'm angry. So, I'm going to go with the angry hot take. My hot take is... I have no idea why fat shaming is seen as bad. I have no idea why shaming as a whole is seen as bad. No good thing has ever come without a little shame. Nothing in this world. Do you know why people are successful? Because they were shamed at some point and they wanted to get back at they wanted to get back at people <coughs> by being successful. So you sound like you disagree. Strongly. Listen, nowadays, people are too comfortable you have to accept everyone you have to accept every little character flaw they have listen pressure makes diamonds ain't there's no successful person in this world who hasn't been told no who hasn't been told that they're wrong who hasn't been shamed at some point if we're coddling every little person then how are you going to learn to deal with repercussions because at some point in your life you're going to come off your phone and you're going to go face to face with someone who's not going to agree with you. And then what are you going to do? That's when you start your hashtags. And that's when you protest outside places. If you're fat and I tell you, I feel like you need to lose weight. That is, that's only coming from the good side of my heart. Even if someone's bullying you and calls you a fat boom boom. You could take that negative energy, turn your life around get buff, and now who looks stupid? That person. Just accusing someone of shaming you and going against them, that does nothing. Now, can I interrupt? Of course you can. First thing first, when you said, um, how are you going to deal with stuff if people can't tell you no? People right. telling you no and shaming is completely different. What's the difference? Okay, so say if I go for a job interview. They're right. like, I didn't get the. Uh, they was like, no, you didn't get the job this time. You weren't okay. good enough. Yeah, that's not shaming. That's cr- yes, it is. That's not shaming you. No, it's not. It's telling there you. Are pe- okay, nowadays, if I'm because everybody has something. You, you know, you could be black, you could be gay, you could be fat, you could be transsexual. There's some. There's some struggle for everybody nowadays. Everybody fits into some sort of category. You've got Chinese in you. So if you went to a job, they said no. By all means, you could say, is it because of the Chinese heritage? And then you can accuse them of whatever. That is the society we live in now. It's an accusation first, ask questions later. Nah, you're bugging still. There's a diff. No, I don't feel like... Who Who are you? Say you were shaming me about what? Say if I was a bit fat, I was big. Yeah. You were shaming me, you're saying, you're a bit big, you need to lose weight. Yeah. Who the hell are you to tell me I need to do what? Because I'm concerned about your health. Fam, are you concerned about how someone might take that? It's like... It's not... But if someone takes it bad, you can use that negative energy. Flip it. Maybe you take can. it. That doesn't mean other people can. See, but here's, but here's my whole thing, Connor. 
you cannot tell people how to react to any given situation. Now, if you take what I say and you can be like, you know what, dead this guy, that's fine. I can't teach you how to react. However, just because you're fat, I shouldn't have to watch my words and watch my tone around you. You made that choice. There's a difference. You sh- there's I just mean, a I way love, to again, hand- I love There's just people. a way to handle things. I don't know. Like, I, I mean... There's a difference between saying something and shaming someone. It, it's, it, it's, but you can get good out of it. That's the thing. You can, but you can also get bad out of it. But okay, you know, uh, there's a difference between shaming. What I'm, what I'm really upset about is these whole, um, this whole body positive movement. Be yeah. happy, be happy with who you are. But we don't need to be advertising this as something positive because it's not. If you want to be happy within yourself, sure. But that's not something that you should be advertising. It is. I will say, I'll tell you why. It's, it's, it's a good thing that people feel positive in their own skin. That's good. They're going to die. Huh? We we all go, we're all going to die. <laughs> we're like, going to die. Okay. That's it. But it's like, we're all going to die. Fair enough. Well, that, that's, that's the hot take of the week. Shaming ain't bad. It's helpful. No, it's not. It's helpful. It can be bad and it can be helpful. Listen, if I... Depends I, how it's done. I know people... I mean, I, look, I, I know overweight people and I love them. I'm overweight. I love myself. I'm working on it, and so should all of you. Don't 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 settle for less, or in your case, settle for more. Anyway, that's been thinking out loud. Um, we will be live again next week. It's not going to last long. I mean, I'm just going to end up just recording this at home because relying on other people's time it just never works. But I feel like we still got a good episode out today. Uh, follow us on all social media. You know, at Modisac for me. Connie. When you see me, you see me. When That's you see it. Connie, you see him. So at Modest Zach on SoundCloud, uh, just search for the show on iTunes, Thinking Out Loud, Modest Zach. It's also on TuneIn Radio and Stitcher Radio Thinking now as well. So you know more markets. Very happy. Um, but thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Peace. Thinking, thinking out loud.